Hello, friends. Welcome to Village Idiots for Christ. We're nuts for Jesus and just plain nuts. Uh, we are in 1 Timothy 4 today. Uh, this is an amazing chapter. This deals with specifically the times we're living in. We're definitely living in the end times. Whether Christ returns uh, or not is not the issue. The issue is to have eyes to see the times we're living in. Pa Habakkuk says people perish for a lack of knowledge. And that is true. A lot of Christians are perishing for a lack of knowledge. Um, the the um, departing from the faith, and uh, or at least people who think they're Christians, let's put it that way, uh, who have sat in church their whole lives, and yet they end up in darkness. And you go, well, how did that happen? Well, they never were established in the truth of the Word of God. You can sit in, it's like sitting, in a, I, the best example I, I've ever heard is sitting in a restaurant. You can sit in a restaurant uh, full of people, full of food, but if you don't order anything off the menu, you starve to death. So it's the same, the Bible is like the menu, as an analogy. And if you don't get into the Word of God, if you don't know what it says, then you're going to starve to death, and you're sitting in close proximity to Christ and people who know Him. Now that's sad, so let's just jump right in here, but you're going to, what you're going to hear here is the times we're living in, no doubt, especially verse 1, it just jumps right out at you. So let's jump right on in. The Spirit clearly says that in latter times, uh, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. The, gr the fastest growing quote-unquote religion in this country right now is witchcraft. And this verse says that's what's going to happen. People abandoning the faith and following deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. I've got family members doing this, and it grieves my heart. Um, but again, people do not are not established in the truth of God's word. If you are not established in these words in the Bible, you aren't going to make it. Man, people refuse Second Thessalonians 2. People refuse to love the truth. The word of God is the truth of God. Jesus was the word made flesh, and he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So the truth is God's word itself. And if you're not established in the word, if this isn't in your heart, you're in trouble. You know, you can sit around Christians your whole life. Again, like I said, being in a restaurant, not ordering off the menu. You've got to be involved in what the word of God says. Let's continue on here. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences has been seared as with a hot iron. You see that? God gives everyone a conscience, but you can sear your conscience with a hot iron. You can burn your conscience out. If you continue to deliberately sin or, or walk away from God, you can be turned over to a reprobate mind, have your conscience seared, and then you'll God gives you over. Reprobate mind God means that God gives you over to to do the things that ought not to be done. There's a lot of people like that in the world today that we see that just are doing wickedness. And they used to, it appeared at one time they were part of the truth. Again, they were around the truth but never joined in. Amen. Let's continue in. They forbid people to marry in order to abstain and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. Man. We're supposed to receive everything with thanksgiving if we know the truth. Um, the forbidding of people to marry, like the priests do in the Catholic Church. And, and Paul said it himself, you have to have that gift not to marry. That's why there's so much darkness in that area, in that church. You know, so much pedophilia and stuff. And I'm not putting the Catholics down. This happened to uh, human trafficking is everywhere and a part of everything. But again, if you're forbidding people to marry... 
um, you are creating a problem for people. And that's what they say, that uh, these hypocritical liars are forbidding people to marry, abstaining from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Man, if you believe and know the truth, you receive everything with thanksgiving. Amen. For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected is to receive with thanksgiving. Uh, and it says it twice there. You receive it with thanksgiving, then receive with thanksgiving because it's consecrated by the word of God in prayer. Did you know your life and everything around you can be consecrated by the word of God and through prayer? Isn't that awesome? You know, when people pray over the food, it's not a bad thing. You're consecrating your food to see you're sitting down to a meal and saying, Lord, please bless this food. Uh, bless what I'm eating here so that I, uh, so that I will nourish my body. And so consecration through word, the word of God in prayer is awesome. Isn't it amazing how we how things are actually changed through the consecrated or, or made holy? Consecration means to be made holy <laughs> through, through the word of God and through prayer. You can consecrate things. That's amazing. Lord, be with me when I'm eating this food and, be, and, and keep this food and make it nourish my body. Isn't that neat? You pray that and you consecrate it. That's just awesome. If you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Man, if you point these things out to the brothers, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus. Man, isn't that awesome? We can be a good minister of Christ Jesus just by pointing out these truths. Right now, I'm trying to be a good minister of Christ Jesus by pointing these truths that are just biblical. I'm just reading the Bible here. You know, this isn't complicated. I'm reading the Word of God. I'm pointing out truths in the Word of God. That's why I love verse-by-verse study. Because you're just going over things and pointing things out that are right in the Word anyway. That people can know and should know. Amen. Um, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. Man, we are supposed to be a part of the truths of the faith and the good teaching we follow. We're, we're supposed to be brought up. We're supposed to be brought. That's another reason why this generation's failing too, is because children, my dad said, me, me and my dad talk every day, and he says, parents aren't teaching their kids nothing. And you know, my dad is so right. Um, People aren't being, the Bible says we're supposed to train up our children in the truth of God, the truth of his word. If we don't train our children up, they're not going to understand what to do. And that's right there. It says, uh, brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. See that? We're supposed, that's why kids are supposed to be raised in the word of God in the sight of the Lord so they don't depart from it when they're older. But if they're never taught it, they departure is easy because they're not taught anything. Amen. Um, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. There it is right there. Okay, now this is the answer for the verse. Verse 6, this is verse 7. Now listen to this. Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. There's a ton of that crap out there. All the false religions, that's godless tales. False religions are all godless tales and don't even realize it. And old wives' tales, that's that's tradition. And but rather train yourself to be godly. See that? Okay. Now let's read. Let's go over verse six. Brought up in the truths of the faith and of the good teacher. So if you're not brought up in the truths of the faith and the faith and the good teaching you followed, then you train yourself to be godly. That's why people are without excuse. 
Romans 1 says that all men are without excuse because of creation. God in creation himself has displayed his invisible qualities through what he's made so that no one was, no one has an excuse before him. So if as a child you weren't raised up in these things, then you have to train yourself to be godly. And that's hard. And the reason is, is because if you're brought up in it, it's easier to find it if you've seen it your whole life. But, um, if for some reason your parents didn't raise you in this stuff, then you have to train yourself to be godly. You're still responsible. Uh, again, you're you're hindered because you didn't have any training as a child, but you can still train yourself to be godly. I like that. Uh, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things. Isn't that cool? Godliness has value for all things. I love that. Holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Man. Godliness has value in all things, for all things, and holds the promise for both the present life and life to come. Man, godliness is where it's at, becoming more like God, becoming more like his son, through the image of his son, by the holy agency of the Holy Spirit. That's what we want. It holds the promise for this life, not only for this life, but for the life to come. I love that. That's the eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. And for this we labor and strive, that we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all men and especially of those who believe. Man, that's good. Let me turn over to verse 10 to make sure I'm not missing. I'm going back. Okay, yeah, that's that standalone verse. This is a trustworthy saying that develop, full, deserves full acceptance. And for this... And the, so what he's about to say is a trustworthy saying. He wants to make sure you don't miss verse 9. Let's, let's do this again. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. And for this, we labor and strive that we have put our hope in the living God. Okay, we put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. Okay, so this is a declaration of the Trinity. Okay, we put our hope in the living God. We always think of God the Father, okay? Who is the Savior of all men? That's God the Son, especially of those who believe. That's God the Spirit. The, uh, the Spirit leads and guides men into all truth. God the Father is the living God, who is the Savior. That's Christ of all men, especially of those who believe. How do we believe? We're led into the, we're led into the faith through the Holy Spirit. So this is declaring the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to be God. That is an awesome verse. We put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. You believe through the Holy Spirit. Man, that's good. That's a great Trinity verse right there. 4 verse 9 is a great Trinity verse. Amen. Um, verse, uh, wait a minute, verse 9. Uh, uh, 4 verse 9 and 10, excuse me, is, is a great Trinity verse. This is a trustworthy deserves full acceptance is verse 9. And for this we labor and strive that we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. That's awesome. Amen. Verse 11, commanded, teach these things. So, so Paul was commanding Timothy. This was Paul's letter to Timothy. He was Paul was telling him, Hey, everything we just talked about in the first 10 verses there, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing here. Commanded, teach these things. People, the things I just taught you, make sure you, you're, you're not only supposed to teach these things, but Paul said, command these things. Isn't that cool? He didn't say just teach these things. No, he said, command these things. These are commandments from God, is what Paul's saying. Those first 10 verses, those are commandments from God, Timothy. You're supposed to be not just teaching, but telling people these are the commands of God. Oh, that's good. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers. 
Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. And that's good. That's a good thought. But set an example for believers in speech and life and in love and in faith and in purity. And that's so good. Don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. Okay, you're a young dude, Timothy, but don't let them look down on you. Don't let them put you down because you're young. But set an example for the believers in speech. So you set an example for believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Five things there. Speech, life, love, faith, and purity. Man, that covers your, that covers your, speech is what you say, life is how you're living, love is how you're acting towards other, faith is towards God, and purity is your heart. So you're covering everything. You're covering your, what you're saying, the life you're living, the love you're giving out, the faith towards God, and your purity, how you're living it out, how you're putting it out there in a pure way. Man, so, so, Timothy was supposed to set an example in these five things, speech, life, love, faith, and purity. That is, those are good things, man. You could just write those down. Speech, faith, speech, life, love, faith, and purity. Those are good. Those are five good things. And we are supposed to set an example for others in those things as well. I love that. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. So, he was supposed to publicly be reading scripture. I love that. I don't know if you just pulled the scrolls out because they had scrolls back then. I don't know if they pulled the scrolls out and just publicly read what was I because the, the the scrolls were held in the um by the sand by the um by the Pharisees in the temples. So I don't know whether he meant these these uh these letters that he was sending or how or just Old Testament. Don't know because the New Testament hadn't been uh, fully established yet. So, but they were supposed to be, uh, he was supposed to devote himself to public reading of scripture. That was to be to expose people to scripture, to preaching and to preaching and teaching. So he's supposed to, supposed to expound on it and teach on it. Yeah, pre, um, uh, preaching is expounding, you know, just putting it out there. Teaching is to get into the deeper truths. Do not neglect your gift, which is given to you through a prophetic message when the body of elders laid their hands on. So he had a prophetic gift. Uh, then he had a, uh, he had a, he had a, um, uh, he had a supernatural gift from God, which was given him through a prophetic message, through a prophet, uh, and through the, uh, the, the body of elders laying their hands on him. Amen. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So diligence was important. He was supposed to be diligent. And he was supposed to give himself wholly to them. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y. That means to completely give himself over to these things so that everyone may see your progress. So he was supposed to live a life in front of these people so they could see his progress. He could, They could see him growing in the faith. This is cool stuff if you think about it. Paul was telling, Paul was discipling. This is Paul's discipleship of Timothy so Timothy could turn around and live as an example for these people and, and be uh, discipling them through the example he was setting. Uh, through his, through again, through... Um, um, through his speech, life, love, faith, and purity. He was supposed to be an example in speech, life, love, faith, and purity. And they were supposed to see him growing in these things, that they may, everyone may see your progress. That is so good. Man, people should see us. People who are around, people we talk to, they should see us progressing in the faith. We should be all be growing in the faith as we're in the word of God more and more, as we're doing these kind of things, these podcasts and public reading of scripture, Bible studies, um, uh, preaching and teaching are in our in our speech, life, love, uh, faith and purity as we're living things 
out. People should see our progress the way they saw it with Timothy. That is so good. Watch your life and doctrine closely. So important. Verse 16, all of us are supposed to watch our life and doctrine closely. I am, we're all guilty of not doing that. We all, we all tend to slack off a little bit. We just, uh, it's not laziness necessarily, but life, life will kick you in the teeth and all of a sudden you're in the flesh again. And you know, you get cut off in traffic, you get angry. We're supposed to watch our life. That's the way you live your life. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Your life is your life, how you're living, and your doctrines, what you believe. So the way you live and what you believe, we're supposed to watch those carefully. We're supposed to judge our own hearts on a daily basis. If we need to repent, if we need to confess to God or confess to others, hey, I'm struggling in this area, I'm having a bad day, uh, pray for me. Um, we're supposed to we're supposed to uh, watch the way we live and what we believe and, and what we do with our belief very closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you'll save save both yourself and your hearers. Man, perseverance is everything. We have to endure to the end. You can't quit. You can't stop running the race. You have to hold out and hold on to the end. Wow. Great verse, uh, 17 minutes. That wasn't bad at all. Um, so Paul was discipling Timothy in this, and he's discipling us in these things too. These things are worthwhile. These are powerful truths that Paul was putting out there. And I thank God. I thank God that he made them part of his word so that we would have these truths and uh, that we would be blessed in these truths because these truths are a blessing. And I thank God for him that he thought about thought enough of us to share these things that Paul will share with Timothy and, and um, have it actually be his living word. And Paul was actually sharing the word of God with Timothy because these were all written as letters and yet they were the word of God. I don't even know if Paul knew he was writing the Bible at the time when he wrote it because he was just writing letters to people and putting it out there, but he was being led by the Holy Spirit. So love you, love you, can't get enough of you. And tomorrow we're in a different book no tomorrow's revelation wednesday we're gonna close out revelation tomorrow yes amen and um i've looked at the um amplified it doesn't read real well it gives the deeper meaning but it's very wordy so i'm going to stick with new international and i go through it to see if i'm missing anything but oh new international tends to cover it well so anyway love you love you can't get enough of you appreciate you and uh we will send this off. I hope you enjoy it, and I uh, hope you have a blessed week. And I hope you had a good holiday this Memorial Day. And remember those who have laid down their lives for us, amen, in service to our country through the military. Appreciate you. Love you.